Welcome to episode number 76 of the Active Geek Podcast, where Chuck and myself are talking Wonder Woman. Now, in this episode, Chuck and I go back in time to talk about the origin and the creation of Wonder Woman. Then we move into our favorite storylines, our favorite villains, and our perception of Wonder Woman being two 30-year-old men, and whether we were able to openly say we, we liked Wonder Woman when we were children and coming up as young geeks. Um, in addition to this episode, we were talking about uh, Wonder Woman's representation in media, the fact that several movies or television shows failed, and she was viewed as a risk uh, to give her own solo property. As far as I'm concerned right now, Wonder Woman has been portrayed twice. She's been portrayed in the 1975 show Wonder Woman starring Linda Carter, and then she had the 2009 animated film starring Carrie Russell. Now, Batman and Superman comes along in 2015 and reintroduces Wonder Woman to people who may not know who Wonder Woman is, which is surprising to myself. Um, and Wonder Woman is Gal Gadot. That's the new representation of Wonder Woman. It's Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman is finally getting her own solo movie, which is called Wonder Woman, and it's in theaters June 2nd, 2017. And as we recorded this episode, the Rotten Tomato score wasn't out and the reviews weren't in. So now recording this intro a little bit before the release of the movie the rotten tomatoes score is out the reviews are in and this looks like it's going to save the dc entertainment universe which gets me pumped because i really want good dc properties i really want wonder woman to succeed i really look forward to this movie um and it, it, it's coming in at 95 percent on rotten tomatoes which is the highest graded superhero film to date whether Marvel or DC. So congratulations to Patty Jenkins and Gail Godot, Chris Pine, and the rest of the crew at Wonder Woman. So if you want good DC properties, I suggest getting to see Wonder Woman this weekend. And if you want to hear good podcasting, I suggest you keep listening to us because we're going to bring it. So without any further ado, this is episode number 76 of the Active Geek Podcast entitled Wonder Woman. And just like that, we are back with a brand new episode of the Active Geek Podcast. I am your host, Jim DeLulo, and I am joined, as always, by the Pac-Man of podcasting, Chuck Miller. And today, Chuck, we are going to have a wonderful episode. But before we have a wonderful episode, I'd like to make a the very first PSA of the Active Geek Podcast. Ooh. Public service announcement, if you will. So, I don't know if you've been following the geek news, yes. but over the weekend... Uh, at Phoenix Comic-Con, there was a an attempted assassination of Jason David Frank. Yes. Okay, so I'm reading this article, and at first, I wanted to call bullshit, right? I'm like, that, that, why, why the Comic-Con? Like, maybe that he had, like, a fake weapon, the guy had a fake weapon, and he, he just threatened Jason David Frank, because you know how clickbait sites kind of just pump up the, the volume to, so people will read it. And then I'm like, I follow Jason David Frank on everything, so he's, like, posting stuff, like... I'm okay, like, it really did happen, he's forwarding all these articles, so I read the articles. And, long story short, a guy goes into the Comic-Con, says he's the Punisher, right, not cosplaying, goes in as, says he's the Punisher, and has knives, guns, and throwing stars. Like, legit stuff. So, and they didn't check, they just, 
Like, cons we go to, they check weapons. Exactly. And Jason David Frank is now speaking of, like, speaking out against this and saying that we need to do better checks. Like, at sports games, there's metal detectors. I get that they can't afford metal detectors at cons because they're just, it's like a traveling road show. They're not going to just pop them up with metal detectors. But at least when we, the cons we go to, they put a sticker on the weapon. Like, they check every weapon. Yeah, like when we went to the, um, Greater Philadelphia one. Yeah. We, the guy, they would, you have weapons? Boom. Okay, and they check it, make sure it's not real and all this. And then they put a sticker on it. Yep. And you're good to go, meaning it's checked. But here's the thing, and this is what, what I, where I get the, the other side of the argument. You and I could have a weapon on us and just walk through the regular line. They don't body check us. No. I've never been pat down at a comic book convention. And I guess that's because like security and people are giving the benefit of the doubt that, hey, these guys are geeks. I don't think they're going to hurt anybody because they've been like, you know. But so the, the public service announcement of the that I wanted to make was, I'm not going to rag on the guy who was the, the Punisher because he was mentally disturbed, right? So that kind of hits home with where where I work. So what I'm going to say, the public service announcement, and that comes from me, it comes from you, it comes from everybody that we're affiliated with, I guess, is, um, and I hope everyone that we're affiliated with agrees with what I'm going to say, so I'm just going to go out on a limb, that if at any moment you feel that there's a lapse in reality, just seek out help. You know, it's 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 easy as just calling a anonymous hotline and just saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of homicidal or I'm feeling suicidal and... Um, I need some help. There's the stigma's kind of gone down, and it's more accepted. So I think that it would be easier to just, you know, seek out help instead of going and trying to kill a Power Ranger, because now, like, who knows? Maybe he doesn't want to do cons anymore. Maybe that's going to be a a marker for other other uh, celebrities that we enjoy that are going to say no. You know, we're not going to have, we're not going to go to the cons, or maybe the cons are going to start to decrease because of guest safety and or they're going to increase security and it's not going to feel as as a community as it should be yeah um so that's that's my soapbox that i wanted to stand on today it was um it was dial soap i hope that's okay we're not affiliated with dial but that's the box brand that i stood on so chop i said we're gonna have a wonderful episode and boy golly are we having a wonderful episode but we're talking about uh diana prince the Princess of Themyscira, Wonder Woman, um, coming out in 1941, October yeah. 1941, in All-Star Comics, number eight, and she was created by a guy who sounds like he makes candles as a li- for a living, um, William Moulton Marston, and uh, Harry Peter, who they initially <laughs> created her as a character named Suprema. Did you know that? No, I didn't Su- Suprema sounds like a sal- side order. But coming from a guy named Harry Peter, um, it's <laughs> you a great... how immature I am. As soon as you said that, I started chuckling. Well, you, you can't make this shit up. No. The guy's name is Harry Peter. Um, I would have rather, like, to to kind of gauge the the room of the, the writers, if I were in there, and my name were, was Harry Peter, I'd go by Harold. Yeah. Or H. Peter. Like, I'd go by something, not Harry Peter, because... Children, well, then, children like you and I are going to make fun of this said name of well, the He's probably deceased. You know, they didn't. Well, if he was making comics in 1941, yeah. I'm sure he's well, he could have been. He could have been a phenom. 
writing comics at 13. I know a, a guy, well, I don't personally know, but I know of a guy named Jim Shooter, who used to be the Marvel, C- Marvel editor-in-chief, and he worked for DC and Marvel at age 13, writing comics. Wow. For, like, Batman and Superman. Yeah, it's crazy. They would, he would write them, send them in, and they, they bought them. So, it's crazy. But, we are talking about Wonder Woman, because on June 2nd, Chuck, uh, the very first Wonder Woman movie is, is going to come out. So, let's go back in our childhood. Go back into the 80s. Um, and as a young lad in 1987, a small child, a baby, um, I was not a fan of Wonder Woman. And that went up until probably, God, tw- mid-20s. I wasn't a fan. And the reason why I wasn't a fan is because, you know, there's kind of a a fear that if you say, oh, I think Wonder Woman's dope, people are going to be like, they're going to start throwing slurs at you, they're going to start, and then it's going to kind of get out of hand, right? Because Wonder Woman is dope. I like Wonder Woman now, and I I realize I fed into, like, the bullshit yeah. of, like, oh, you guys can't like Wonder Woman. She's specifically for women or, or for young girls. But I think Wonder Woman's pretty fucking dope. Um, so I wasn't a fan. I, I, reg- I regret not being a fan because some of Wonder Woman's storylines are awesome. But for you, do you have the same feelings, or were you like, were you dressing up instead of like a He-Man underoo? You were in a Wonder Woman underoo <laughs> because you're wearing it now, and it. I applaud your dedication to the topic, but it's a little too far. Yeah. Um, not really, and honestly, because when I was little, the exposure wasn't there. Like, yes, they did have the Limit Carter series. Yes, yeah, three seasons, sixty but that, episodes. But that Ooh. was before my time. That, well, that was before both of our times. Was that was like 1967? 1975 to 1979. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So there was reruns, but I didn't really watch it. Um, the only exposure I had of Wonder Woman as a kid was uh, the DC Superhero Friends. Yeah, yeah. The and that was Justice on, League and Fred, Justice League of America and that, that stuff that yeah, animated. And, yeah, and, and you know that was the cheesy her and the invisible jet and, yeah. and all that. So, you know, I did watch it. Um it was on reruns, but it wasn't like, like I said, there wasn't a huge exposure of Wonder Woman when we were kids. So I wasn't really a huge fan of her. Um, I, I think Wonder Woman, she was still, she was big when we were kids, but I think it was just because, you know, it was Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They had to include her because nobody wanted to, like, they had to try and gauge it for young girls. They wanted to try and get there. But she she was big, but not as big as she is now. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So you weren't you weren't a fan either. No, no. And it's be, was it because like the same thing that I was saying though. Like if you were a 13 year old boy and you walked to school with a Wonder Woman shirt, you're probably gonna get your ass kicked. Yeah, probably. right. Fair enough. Like, and I'd we wear had, one now. Well, yeah, I would wear one now too. But it's because of the exposure. Yeah. But back then, like. You you were in the closet about Wonder Woman, like oh I I like her because or like if you're reading a comics like your top list isn't going to be Wonder Woman comic as a as a ever as a thirteen year old boy you know what I mean and if you're reading the Wonder Woman comic as a thirteen year old boy it's not for the article it's not for the the words um, and then you okay we're just gonna we're gonna move on um, my thoughts of Wonder Woman now now that I can appreciate the true fact and the true Storyline of Wonder Woman is that she incorporates things that I really enjoy, like ancient gods, primarily the Greek gods, um, and then for the fact like the, the Amazon city, like growing up, like Xena the Warrior Princess. You remember that? 
I never Lucy watched it, Lawless. but I do remember. I watched it. She was an Amazon woman, so like, if I'm watching Xena, I could have appreciated Wonder Woman back then. But I think it was because it was live action versus a comic book versus a girl who, or a woman who has like invisible jets and a magic tiara. I think that was like one of the issues. But my, my, I just think that you know, she she's a badass. Wonder, Wonder oh, yeah. Woman is one. She's created by the gods. Two, she's got enough power to defeat Superman. Like I think that she is truly Superman's greatest threat, in my opinion. But she was kind of just given like these stereotypical pow- like not powers, but like bulletproof bracelets, the magic tiara. But then she gets the like lasso of truth. Well, lasso of truth isn't isn't uh, stereotypical. No. But it's the lasso of truth is from the gods, and that's awesome. But she also gets the sword, and but she had the the suit, right? You remember the suit? It was just like a... We've, we've seen it in all the iterations of... Like a gymnastic of, outfit. Yeah. But in like 1982, she gets the, the classic Wonder Woman suit now that is the eagle. The double-double... The double-Ws, whoa. And an eagle. So, I guess the, the national bird of Amazon... Uh, Themyscira is the eagle. I like it. I like it. It's, it's American. It's an Amazon, American. It's cool. What were your general thoughts on uh, Diana Prince? Um, Not to be confused with Oliver Queen. Where where are the king and the princess in this? You know what I mean? Yeah. In the, in the 40s, I guess they both came out around the same time. Wonder Woman is 75 years old, Chuck. So you have Diana Prince, Oliver Queen. Is there a king? Why couldn't it have been Bruce King? Mm-hmm. Or Clark Princess? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you know, you're neglecting. Why is it just queen and prince? Why not queen and king? Oh. I, I, I'm just saying, this is my thought. This is where my mind goes. This is part of the off-roading that we're going to do. But give me your thoughts. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. I think by far she's the strongest female superhero. She wasn't the first create. Remember, we, we did Women of DC. Yeah. She wasn't the first one to come out of no. DC. It was, but I uh, said she's the It's Hawkgirl. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I think she's, well, I said she can match Superman's power. And I really love the origin. Yeah. You know, uh, being an Amazon woman. You know, there, she has two kind of separate origins. Yeah, the Amazon one and the one where she was made by made in clay. Yeah. Yeah. By, um, she was made of clay and then given life by Aphrodite. Yeah. But then the one, like, we're going to see in the movie, uh, she's the daughter of Zeus. Yeah. And I've, I've... She was created by Zeus. I remember that uh, on, they were on a boat, right? Steve Trevor yeah. and Diana are on a boat, and she was like, oh, you've never seen a man before? I was created by Zeus. Ugh. Imagine bringing him home to meet Dad. Oh, I wouldn't want to do it. But um, and I've mentioned before, I really like Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. So that whole kind of, you know, in that realm, I think is really neat. I mean, it, it includes everything. Her One of her main villains is Ares, the god of war. Yeah. Not to be confused with Kratos. A lot of people, uh, when you hear Ares, or when you hear god of war, they immediately go to the video game and they say Kratos. Uh, but Ares did it first, yeah, I think. He's the... But like you have, you have Mercury, you have uh, Apollo, you have all these great gods. And it, it's really, a, Wonder Woman's story is really historical-based. Yeah. It's, it's historical fiction. It's kind of... It, it's their version of Thor. You know, yeah. Thor is very mythological based as well. Yeah, nor- with the Norse. Yeah. But like, you think about what they did was, you know, their their big 
they're big pillars, right? They're Mount Rushmore of heroes. You have Superman, who is an alien. Mm-hmm. Batman is a rich orphan with vengeance. And then like, they could have just been like, oh, Wonder Woman. She was an alien too, or she was born through this. But no, she she's a god. You know what I mean? And they included that. And it's... With comic books, it can get really weird when you start including religion, whether it's ancient religion or current religion. You, you don't want to alienate a population. Yeah. And for them to take a risk, especially in the 40s, to go when women really didn't have a lot of rights, um, not as much rights as they do now, not saying that we're in a perfect world, but they didn't have enough rights back then for them to say and take a risk and say, we're going to make a female hero, a heroine, if you will, who is created by the gods. And no, we're not going to talk about G-O-D and Jesus. We're going to talk Zeus. And I think that's that's great because it takes away the it takes away the, the religious aspect of it from the sense of, you know, Christians can like it and, and Jews can like it and Muslims can like it because it doesn't, it's not exclusive to one of their, their gods. You know what I mean? It's just comes from an ancient civilization, I guess, because I don't think uh, the Greeks are still praying to Zeus. Okay. I'm sure there's some wackos. They're not wackos. No. They are not wackos. We're going to lose all of our Greek listeners because of you. That was Chuck, not me. Let's go to storylines. Wonder Woman, since she's been out since 1941, she's had a ton of storylines. Some storylines, as I was doing my research, were really rough and really cheesy. Um, but then there's some really good ones. Did you pick a, a favorite storyline? Yes, I did. Oh my god, was it DC Superhero Girls? No. Okay, go ahead. It's because that's what you picked. It's exactly what I picked. Mine was uh, Justice GLA League of One. What's GLA? Green Lanterns Association? I'm sorry, JLA. Oh, JLA. JLA League of One. Okay. Um, was a graphic novel that came out in November 2000. Okay, so it's fairly new. Yeah. Uh, it's like a... Extent story involving Dracul Carfang. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a one-shot character. Um, <laughs> With a name like that, <laughs> they uh, they had to it rolls right off the tongue. Dracul Carfang. <laughs> it, it was a, uh, It was actually a dragon. But yeah, I, yeah, I got that. I was thinking a vampire, but once you include Carfang, it could have been like a flying VW with really bad teeth that fought the. The Invisible Jet as as they were flying through the world. Could you imagine that? It's like the Har- Harry Potter, like, mischief-managed car versus the Invisible Jet. <laughs> oh, God. Fast and the Furious, Volume 10. So, See me. I'll write it. So it starts off in uh, 1348. Okay. And good year. Very yeah, good year. Yeah. So um, you know, it starts off there, and the dragon is uh, controls this one village. Did you pick this one because it's DC's version of Fing Fang Foom? You no, son of a no, bitch. No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't think. I that. think you did that on purpose. You picked it because it was I mean, DC's version of Fing Fang Foom. I love dragons. Was it wearing shorts? No. Is it an Eastern or a Western civilization dragon? A Western. Ooh, your favorite. Um. So, uh, you know, in the story, one woman seeks an oracle, and the oracle tells her that. Um, the dragon will die. Okay. But at the cost, the whole Justice League will perish. Ooh. And, um... That's a gamble. Yeah. But, like, 
How strong is this dragon? Fucking strong. How are... Okay, so the dragon dies. How does all the Justice well, League die? Well, are you going to spoil this for me? Because I'm not going to read this now. Well, let me tell you. I said that was the... But, well, well I'm, I'm thinking of based yeah. on the Oracle. How would the Justice League have to die if... Like, all the Justice League? I didn't read the story. But no, like... Hypothetically, we're just I mean, shooting the shit now because you didn't read it, but yeah. you researched it. Um, how would the Justice League have to die? Like, how is a dragon going to kill Superman? Is this a kryptonite dragon? Like, I can see Batman dying because yeah. it's a dragon and Batman is just me and you with money. Um, but, like, the Green Lantern, the, the Hawk people, I mean, this is 2000, so there's some top-tier members of the Justice League, including probably Martian Manhunter and Cyborg, who can just boom to every, everybody out. Or, you know, you got Barry or Wally, whoever is going to be the member of the Flash family in there, that can just grab them and get them out. Like, the only ones I could see really dying are, like, Bruce and um, Ollie. Yeah. And probably Arthur. You know, I don't think Aquaman's going to stand up to a dragon. So, can't, his shrimp aren't going to beat that dragon. So Wonder Woman is, you know... She's bothered by this. So she said, you know Shit, what? Shit, so would I. If all my friends are going to die, so she was fucking like, you know what? And they, she was like, I'm going to... I'm going to protect them. She said, like, I'm going to go fight the dragon. And of course, you know, uh, Queen Hippolyta and, uh, you know, the Oracle's like, no, don't do not do that. Yeah, let your friends die. Yeah. Um, stay here, and they try to say... Well, she goes, disobeys her orders and disobeys the Justice League orders yeah. and goes and fights the dragon. Um, she nearly died. Okay. Uh, the dragon's flames will kill anyone who is not pure of heart. Well, there, there you go. But they're heroes. Wouldn't they be pure of heart? I, I don't know. Well, they all have demons. Yeah. You know who would be pure, pure of heart that wouldn't die from the dragon? Martha. Martha <laughs> would have lasted. Uh, it almost kills her, but her inner purity saves her. Okay. So the dragon flies away <laughs> and tries to, you know, escape because one woman, you know. Oh shit, she didn't die. Dragon flies away. She's so, so, like, oh, okay. So Wonder, Wonder Woman is dying. Okay. But is she she's able to pursue the dragon mm -hmm. and destroys the dragon's heart by flying into it. Okay. And ripping the heart out. Um, so she's in the air, she falls Was she in the invisible jet? No. Okay, good. Because um, I think that's an awful... Whoever created that... Well, it like, was... Well, it was Superman flies. Well, you know what? Did we make it flying? No, hell. We'll just... Give her a jet. But, like, Green Lantern flies, Hawkman flies, Martian Manhunter be, flies. They were trying to be different. They were trying and to be cute. Fail. That's what they were and trying to fail. be. Invisible jet, my ass. So, they, just, they were like, how's she going to get around? Um, oh, well, it's invisible. So she falls to the ocean. She's dying. Uh, and Superman saves her. Okay. All right. That sounds like a pretty cool storyline. Um, it's completely different from my favorite storyline. Uh, my f favorite storyline with Wonder Woman included um, is Flashpoint. Okay. Where she's at war with the Atlanteans. So you have the Amazonians and the Atlanteans just fighting. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen the animated storyline or animated movie of Flashpoint. That's a badass fight scene. She kills Mera. Um, Arthur and her kind of get it on for a little bit. And there's a point where, not I don't know if it's in the movie, but so Wonder Woman gets the last of truth. Arthur gets tangled up in it. People are probably like, who the fuck is Arthur? Arthur is Arthur Curry. He's Aquaman. Um, Jason Momoa style Aquaman. That's where I'm going with. So he gets caught up in the, the lasso of truth and finally reveals that he truly loves Wonder Woman. So like, you're like, oh shit. Mara's dead. You're my wife now. 
you're Queen Wonder Woman. You're not Diana Prince, you're Diana Queen. Right? That's how I would look at it. You just change titles. Yeah. From Prince to Queen, your last name just changes in titles. Uh, but I really like that. And then I'm going to cheat a little bit, but uh, the rebirth of Wonder Woman um, has got me back in the comics. I have a couple issues of it. Uh, I got the first one for Free Comic Book Day. I read it. I have not read that one. It, it's great. Um, I love what they're doing with the rebirth. It, it really can bring comic readers back in because you do get the origins. Um, not many people are going to go back and try and search out a 1941 Wonder Woman issue of All-Star Comics number 8. They're not going to try and get that to read Wonder Woman's origin. They're going to be lazy, I get it, and they're going to watch it on YouTube or they're going to wait until the movie comes out and say, oh, this is their origin. But with the Rebirth, you're getting the origin of all the heroes. You know, I, I've, I've been reading the Green Arrow uh, Rebirth series. I've been reading the Hellblazer Rebirth series. Now I'm reading the Wonder Woman. I know you're reading Blue Beetle. Mm -hmm. um, so you have all these brand new origin stories, but still include everything from history and I guess the entertainment universes as well. Yeah. Which I really like because in the Green Arrow, when you have Diggle, Diggle's not in the original comics, but you they took John Diggle from and that's cool Arrow that they, and put him in the comics. That's cool they did that, you know, a character created for TV. Well, it, yeah, well, I think what DC's trying to do, and they're doing it successful, is that they're trying to make everything work within the DC universe in the comic book universe. So it's it's like, okay, well, what happened with how are Barry and Batman friends? Oh, well, you can go back and read The Button, a four-part mini, uh, four miniseries, and you can see why The Flash and Batman have a mutual respect for each other. Or why is John Constantine working with Swamp Thing? How do they like each other? Or, you know, you're just trying to, I don't know, like inter intertwine everything so it all works. And that's what Marvel's doing with the television universes, or hopefully, um, and their movie universe, but they're sure as hell not doing it with their comic universe, because yeah. they don't even know what the fuck they're doing with no, their comic they're... universe. They're they're eliminating all the titles that you read. Yeah. You are like the kiss of death when it comes to Marvel comics. I just, like, I pick obscure shit. Yeah. And I like that stuff, so I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be cool, and then you're like, But oh. like, you think about it, like Black Panther, what, like, he's not obscure, He's pretty popular. Right. I get that it was more of a Misty Night series. Yeah. Um, but two two episodes or two issues and Yeah, they didn't even get a chance to read. Well if they said Chuck Miller is reading it, we should just cancel it. So I, I get I get where you're going. But they're the two favorite storylines back to Wonder Woman that I like because, you know, I'm not well versed with the lore of Wonder Like yeah. the the storylines of Wonder Woman. Like I didn't read I I can admit it. I didn't read a lot of Wonder Woman comics until recently. So having a chance to go back and, and appreciate other storylines that included Wonder Woman and they just did, it wasn't the focal point. That's my easy way out. But the rebirth is something that I truly recommend because it, it takes place back in where the movie's going to start with Steve Trevor crashing and all that stuff. And we will talk about the movie, but let's just, let's just go right into villains. You know, we've talked about Every hero we talk about, we, we have to talk about their rogues. You know what I mean? Batman had, we had their favorite villains, we had their favorite Captain America villains. Wonder Woman has some pretty obscure villains. Um, and truly, the only two that I can name off the top of my head when I, when they say, all right, hit me with Wonder Woman villains, uh, Ares and Cheetah. Yep. And I hate Cheetah, so she doesn't make this list. Um, Ares made my list, but I got another one because I did some research. And just the fact, I love the name, and I love just the, it's Dr. Psycho. 
Okay, no. And Dr. Psycho is a misogynist, sexist little person. It's, I think it's great. Uh, just, he's just an asshole. So I, I liked him just because he's an obscure character. Um, and he's just, he fits, he came out in the the late 1940s. So he fits the timeline. Like I can totally see why they made a, you know, a bad man character, a misogynistic sexist character because women didn't have as many rights back in the 1940s. I don't know why they made him a little person. Maybe the, the writer was very tall and was like, we're just going to make him a little person because little people hate me because I'm tall. But um, I just, I think that for Dr. Psycho, that's a great name. Yeah. Um, you can't get away with a character named Dr. Psycho now uh, because, you know, we can't get away with anything. But that's the, that's my favorites. Who are your favorites? Um, again, Ares. the only ones I knew was Aries and Cheetah. Yeah. And, uh, Fuck Cheetah, dude. I, I do like Aries, okay. but I did some research as well, and uh, I found one that I thought was pretty cool. Um, Sex Panther. His name was uh, Firstborn. And Firstborn appeared in Volume 4, Number 14, December 2012. Mm-hmm. And um, I really liked the idea of him and the whole backstory, so it was cool. So he is the firstborn of Zeus. Yeah. Uh, when he was born, a, a witch tells him that one day he will overthrow Zeus and take over. Okay. And Zeus is like, fuck that, because, you know. Because I'm God. Well, not only that, but he did that to his parents. Yeah. And he overthrew his parents. Yeah, he overthrew Kronos. To rule. So, um, he tells the witch to kill him. So the witch goes, and you know what, I can't do this. It's evil Hercules. Yeah. That's essentially who it is. So she, she, she banishes him to Africa. And he is raised, being raised by hyenas. Oh, yeah. And then, and then he, um, he... Maybe they're the same hyenas that Harley Quinn is associated with it now. Maybe. She's got two cool hyenas. I don't, know, I don't know how she's got hyenas in Gotham. Maybe from the zoo, but shit. Maybe they're firstborn hyenas. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Anyway. 2012, okay. So... He tries to take revenge on Zeus and anyone associated with Zeus. Okay. One of them. Yeah, he's, he's bad Hercules. Yeah. So. Okay. That's a pretty cool character. Yeah. Firstborn. Huh. They could have went with a better name. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's just a lazy way out. Oh, he's the firstborn of Zeus. What were we going to call him? Firstborn. Why couldn't they just call him, like, the God Killer? Or something like that. Or, like, Baby Zeus. Lil Z. Know, but I, I thought the backstory was cool. No, the backstory is really cool. It's, um... Yeah, just bad Hercules, but like Baby Z, Lil Z, Lil ZK, Lil Zeus Killer, that would be great. Why don't you think that Cheetah didn't make our list? I hate Cheetah. Um, I just think it's a stupid villain, and I'm sure she's probably dope, and I just don't like the fact that I don't need any more speedsters. I think there's way too many speedsters in the DC universe to begin with. There's another speedster. Okay, so let me tell you, so... DC Supergirl is very popular. I don't want to hear about it. No, you're hearing about it. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to cut this out. And it, and it really upset me because Alana said... She said, likes Cheetah? She likes Cheetah. Oof. And she goes, do you know Cheetah's, Cheetah's faster than Flash? I was like, no, no she's not. Well, she could be. Uh, based and on the CW Flash, everybody's faster than the Flash. So she, at Walmart, they had like a DC Superhero Girl yearbook. Yeah. 
And then the yearbook shows Flash getting beat by Cheetah. And I'm like, that's not... And I was like getting all upset. Listen, man. Reverse Flash, season one. Faster than The Flash. Zoom, season two. Faster than The Flash. Wally West, season three. Faster than The Flash. Jesse Quick, season three. Faster than The Flash. Savitar, although being The Flash, still faster than The Flash. I could totally see Cheetah being faster. And Godspeed's ten times faster than Flash. So, I mean, when your name's Godspeed, now that's a great name. Not Firstborn. But when you're... I can see Cheetah being faster than Flash. And if you watch the CW Flash, she's probably coming. Or she's coming to Arrow. I, I, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for a Cheetah person. Do, do, you, think, do you think she's going to be a full Cheetah? Wow. Or do you think she's just going to be a girl with like tattoos all over her face? It's like spots. Maybe Snooky. Oh. <laughs> Snooky's cheetah girl. Well, it wasn't there. Wasn't there a? Uh, wasn't there like a group called the Cheetah Girls? Yeah. On like, like Disney. Disney Channel. Was anybody famous in that? I don't think. Was so. it the girls from Three LW? Yeah, I think. Adrian Bylone. God, I don't have any kids <laughs> or any like sisters, and I'm sitting here talking about the Cheetah Girls. Well, we knew what I watched in the early 2000s. Uh, do you know that Aries is also known as Mars? No. I just wanted to let you know that. Aries is Mars. God of War. Let's go right into Wonder Woman's kind of like failed media history. So you made mention to the 1975 series Wonder Woman starring Linda Carter, who if you're watching Supergirl, she's the president of the United States. She's also an alien. That was a pretty good reveal. I thought she was going to be much much more of a Did heel. Did you see the promo for Wonder Woman on Supergirl? Yeah. With the boots? Yeah. And then Linda Carter's like, nice boots. Yeah, yeah. She like, got them from a friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that was pretty <laughs> cheesy. Linda Carter, for being as old as she is, still looks good. Yeah. She holds up. Um, so we had that, and I and me mentioned earlier, 60 episodes over a three-season run. At, in the 70s, that's a pretty good run. 60 episodes. It's not syndicated, but it was pretty close to it. Another season probably would have got it syndicated, right? Another season or two, probably. Then, you had the 2009 animated movie that we watched, starring Carrie Russell. Mm-hmm. For only time, Felicity's going to be a hero. Not our Felicity, but the show Felicity. Remember that show? That was a bad I've show. I never watched it. I watched it. Uh, 2001, we're going to backtrack a little bit. Josh Whedon wrote a Wonder Woman. Yep. Right? Didn't work. They didn't like the the direction that he went. And Josh Whedon's good with female leads. So I'm shocked that they didn't like the direction that... Maybe it was before, like, too before the time. And they were the world wasn't ready for it in 2001. Because, I mean, like, Buffy and Dollhouse, they were... In, uh, he did Alias, too, right? No. No, it's J.J. Abrams? J.J. Sorry. Um, but Buffy and, and Dollhouse, you know, two very strong female characters... So he he leaves and he they don't do that right. Then I've seen the stills, the Adrian Pilecki show. She doesn't look like Wonder Woman to me. No, uh, it looked like a very bad Halloween costume for somebody who's trying to win a contest at a bar. To me, it looked like cosplay stripper. Okay, well, I was being nice, but I'm, <laughs> I I see where you're going. So they they had all the like seventy five years currently Wonder Woman right. One of DC's 
staples as far as their heroes. How do you think it's been, like, Wonder Woman's been portrayed before Gal Gadot gets cast in Batman vs. Superman? Because 2015, she's, she's badass, right? So how do you think Wonder Woman has been portrayed since 75 to 2015? I think she was dealt, like, the shorthand stick. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, we, we had that series of it. Linda Carter, and that's about it, you know, like, except the, the animation, the, the animated, animated, the animated show is amazing, the movie is great, that's, it's, uh, it holds up there with, like, Throne of Atlantis, Flashpoint, Justice League War, Doom, stuff like that, it's a, it's a good one, I, I recommend anybody but, see it. that's about it. Yeah. And then, we, like you said, you know, we got that feeling with Adrian Pilecki, yeah. that didn't even see the light of day. Did they, they shot a pilot for it, right? Yeah, and, maybe I can, maybe we can find that on, like, the dark web. I, I think the dark web. There's a dark. You see these commercials about the dark web now? Like, it's ridiculous. But, you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like she just wasn't... Maybe they didn't think... Like you said with the Joss Whedon. Like, before it's time, it wasn't yeah. right. So, um... You know, for 75 years, and not to really be part of anything substantial. Yeah. So, uh... You know, I, I think it's about time. It It's... Bef- it's definitely about time because you think so. Two thousand one, Josh Whedon's Wonder Woman movie didn't didn't take off, right? That because maybe it was viewed as a risk. Two thousand two, I think it was two thousand two. Electra comes out. Yeah, that's the you know you and I have been talking about the Wonder Woman movie being you know DC's finally going to, or is finally going to crack that chestnut and it's going to be the very first solo female movie. Based on a superhero, it's not Electra was, and we forget about that because we've never made mention to Electra, and I guess that's because that movie was awful. Um, I think you picked it up for me. Yeah, you you didn't have it in your collection, so I got it for you. It It was was like a dollar, like forty cents. Um, But I think that because that movie was awful, we don't give it credit. But it was truly the first female-led superhero movie. So you know, you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. But would Wonder Josh Whedon's Wonder Woman been as good as? Or been as bad as Electra, or do you think it would have been better? I don't know if it would be as good as what we're getting, but I. Th- oh, I'm talking about 2002 Electra. <sighs> Honestly, there's not much worse than you can get than that. Babadook was worse than that. Babadook's fucking terrible. Okay. So, before Gal Gadot gets cast, right, you and I had talked about who we wanted as Wonder Woman, right? I bet you I know your top choice, but you can tell me, good. Kate Beckinsale. Yep. Who was among the shortlist of people who were offered yeah. it? You know, think about think about who was offered. Kate Beckinsale, I can see. Yeah. Sandra Bullock, not no. so much. Misha Barton, not no. so much. Rachel Bilson, maybe. She's yeah. got the look. Sarah Michelle Geller, I would have loved it. Can't see it. Yeah. Um, Jessica Biel, I could absolutely see. Um, Eva Green, more of a villain role for me. Yeah. And I, I love see. Eva Green. Who she was actually offered uh, Dr. Poison. Yes, I've seen that. And she turned it down, but I get it. Um, Christina Hendricks? No. No. Because who, someone... Oh, wait, 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 there's one more. Kristen Stewart. No. Absolutely not. But that they, those were the people that were considered. Was that Brad Redfrain? Okay. Who did... Um, that? Uh, he, he's like an acclaimed director. Okay. He... he he did the uh, driver, not driver. Uh, drive with uh, yeah, 
with um, with Ryan Gosling. Yes, he did that. Okay, and he wanted to he wanted to do Wonder Woman, and he said, "I only do it if Christina Hendricks." Uh, yeah, I like Christina Hendricks. Um, I can't see. I de- no, I definitely can't see her. I mean, body wise, she has the Wonder Woman. Uh, what they're going for. Uh, because I mean, before Gal Gadot got cast, but when Gal Gadot got casted, the the big issue were the size of her breasts. Yeah. Because Wonder Woman is a busty woman, so Christina Hendricks also a busty woman. I could see it. Um, but that's the. Only- but that's ridiculous. Um, I think they feel like when when they were casting, they were like, okay, what's hot on television right now? Uh, Mad Men. Ooh, Christina Hendricks. Um, Twilight was good. Let's do Chris- yeah. Kristen Stewart. No, Twilight sucked. Kate Beckinsale. Oh, she she wants to be a superhero. Let's put her on there. Um, I d- she for years that's what that was. The only one out of that list besides Kate Beckinsale that I could absolutely see is Jessica Biel. But she to me, I don't think she's been in enough big stuff for people like for her to garner a fan base. You know what I mean? Neither was Gal. Yeah, I, I, exactly, and I think that's why they introduced her in Batman versus Superman. So anybody honestly could have been Wonder Woman. Because it wasn't like, hey, you're going to be Wonder Woman and you're going to get your solo movie and you're not going to be introduced in anything else. You know what I mean? I think Sarah Michelle Gellar is a little too old to to play Wonder Woman. I know Elijah, uh, Eliza Dushku wanted to play Wonder Woman. Um, I could see that. She's badass. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people find her annoying. Like A lot of people apparently find her annoying. So I don't think they want to cast an annoying person. My person was Emily Blunt. Body-wise, she doesn't have it. No. Body-wise, Kate Beckinsale doesn't have it. Think about what the big deal is about Wonder Woman. Kate Beckinsale got it more than... She's just as voluptuous as Gal Gadot. Nah, she's... Gal Gadot's pretty... She's skinny. Yeah. Emily Blunt's skinny. Think about Edge of the Mara. Or Edge... Is that what it's called? Yep. I can see Emily Blunt in anything action-packed. Yeah. After that, oh, I can no, totally was, see her as Wonder Woman. Oh, well, I'm not. She would have been Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther. She would have been. That would have been weird. Um, <laughs> she was going to be Black Widow. Yeah, she turned it down. So uh, here, how about this? In a in a alternate world, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm Barry Allen, and I run back, and I just fuck this timeline up. Emily Blunt takes Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson's Wonder Woman. I can't see that. But I I know you can't see it. But that's what would have happened. Yeah what would happen they would have taken a short list of who was offered Black Widow who's successful in Marvel and said alright you can take this role so I think I think that's where I would have went you know who else auditioned for it Elodie Young Electra from yeah, Daredevil I, I could see it I'm just glad they didn't give it to like Jennifer Conley I want to watch this movie I'm like fuck this movie Jennifer Conley you know I don't yeah. I don't really care for her I care for her husband because he's the vision and he's great and he's probably going to die in Avengers Infinity War. But I don't care for her. So, you know, Batman vs. Superman, she gets introduced. And personally, it was the best introduction in that entire movie. Uh, it was the best part of that movie. She carried the movie for me. You know, I don't like Batman vs. Superman. Um, I don't think it's great. I know people who are diehard comic book fans who still have not seen it. And they haven't taken the time to watch it because they've heard how bad it was. Yeah. So, with Wonder Woman in it, I was extremely pleased with that. I think that the way she's been portrayed since Batman for Superman is that she is the future of DC Comics. 
um, and that she's going to carry them to the promised land. So at, we've talked about 1975 when she, you know, kind of had her first run mm-hmm. to now. How do you think she's been portrayed since Batman vs. Superman? Oh, I think it changed tremendously. She's got a badass intro of that. Like, I love it. Love it. Should have walked out to that at my wedding. Wonder Woman theme song. Yeah. No one would have known what that was. You would have known. Yeah. Me, me, you, and Tom. Would have been the only one. Probably. Um, I thought, you know, I thought she was great in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the introduction. You know, her as Diana Prince, and then all of a sudden, you know, at the end, when, you know, they're fighting the Doomsday, and she comes out. Yeah, the character development was uh, was subtle. It wasn't in your face. Like, you knew who she was based on all the trailers that you saw. But, you know, when she emerges, like, she gets off that plane. She's like, and the woman's like, Miss Prince, Miss Prince. No, nobody's going to say that. A TSA is going to, not TSA, uh, like, uh, Air mar- Marshal's going to tackle her. You know what I mean? Like, she's not going to walk off that plane. But she did. But she was badass. So you think it's better? Oh, yeah. Much better, right? Oh, yeah. What, you're ready for Wonder Woman. Yep. All right, so what do you think Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot's performance as Wonder Woman? I liked her. You know, I was leery at first, as a lot of people were, because she was an unknown. The only thing i ever seen her in... Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Yep, and she played a girlfriend. She was the cop. Yeah. Right? She was the the cop in, what, Fast Five? No, wasn't. she wasn't the cop. That, you're thinking of... Um, oh, I'm thinking of Elsa Pataki. Yeah. Sorry, I'm in another world. No, but. she was... She was like the girlfriend of the um, Asian guy. Yeah, she was in Fast Five, though, right? I forget which one. She I was mean, in Fast something. They all, they all blend. They're all the same movie, Chuck. It's yeah. just a run-on. Uh, minus Tokyo Drift. That's not a real movie. Um, that's the only thing I've seen her in. So, yeah. And she was, uh, what, Miss Israel. Yeah. Well, Gail Gadot, first of all, is a complete badass. Yeah. She was in the Israeli army for like two years like as like a like frontline person. Like, So she's a completely badass. Um, it's just, the bullshit that came attached with her was ridiculous, because I think people wanted a big name, and they got Gail Gadot, who, you know, she, she looks like she could be Amazonian, she's tall, you saw her in, um, Keeping Up with the Joneses, Yeah. but she was standing next to Isla Fisher, Jesus Christ, I had to Google how tall she was, I thought she was like 6'8", she was, she was huge, but like, the bullshit that just followed with her casting to me, kind of just like give her, give the girl a chance. Yeah, like that's why you see people dropping out of roles. So like because they get cast, and then people like the internet and all the fucking trolls go like, oh, she sucks. She's not. She doesn't have enough big big enough boobs. Like she's not muscular enough. She looked awesome in in the Wonder Woman costume, and I don't feel like Wonder Woman has to be this big busty woman to be no. like that's you in the comics. Have- you got a bunch of uh, horny pent up men drawing Wonder Woman's that are going to make her tits big. In, you just have to have a strong performance. Yeah. And running around busty's not gonna be practical. No. It's not gonna save the day. So like you're not gonna like, oh hey, Doomsday, you're not gonna like flash her, flash Doomsday to stop yeah. him. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like get somebody who looks like the role and let her act and let her do it. I think she killed it. Yeah. I mean I think she's better than everybody else that was on that list personally. Because I think the the because she was an unknown it wasn't just a role to her. This was the role. Yep. That she wouldn't have been in Keeping Up with the Joneses or anything else that she's going to be in if it weren't for Wonder Woman. No, not at all. Because she wouldn't have that exposure. She would have been Han's girlfriend in Fast Five or Fast Four, whatever fucking Fast and Furious movies are calling themselves now. But like, I think that 
she she absolutely killed it, and I think that she's going to kill it for the solo movie. So we speaking of the solo movie, we'll move right into it. It's going to take place in the golden age. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that origin that you spoke about where Steve Trevor crashes, and you know she's going to be the the hand picked child of Zeus, right, to Queen Hippolyta, more call her Um What do you think about like the trailers and the footage that we've seen? Because you know, this is this is the first one, in my opinion, that DC hasn't really oversaturated the market with. I know we see a few trailers, and it's the same trailer, same TV spots. What do you think? I think it looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, I like that they're going with the mythology part, mm-hmm. with Zeus and everything. And um, I really like period pieces, if I yeah. mentioned many, many, many times. I'm going to just start calling you Chuck Period Piece Miller, because you are a, you love them. I do. And, um, no, I'm not going to call you period piece because that could be. <laughs> I could go completely wrong. Chuck the period piece Miller. Ugh. All right, sorry. Get that out of your minds. But uh, I, re- I, you know, I think that it looks great. Again, like you said, uh, they showed us stuff, but not too much. No. So I'm not like well, we, you know, we've mentioned this before with Batman vs Superman. We, when we seen the movie, after we're done, we're like, I see most of it already in the yeah. trailers. So, but this, we're not. No, it's, you're seeing the same stuff over yeah. and over again, which is a good thing for me because I don't want to see the whole movie, but which is a bad thing for a casual fan because they're like, oh, this is all they can show. They're supposed to show the juicy parts, and that's all that, you know, she's walking with a sword in her dress. That's the juicy part? Like, I don't think that's... Did you see, like, the memes that are going around with that sword? Like, that she's holding it between her butt cheeks? No. Like, there's just like, they're like, it's not practical that she's just got a sword in her dress and she just must be holding it in her butt cheeks. And there's like a picture of like, somebody drew like a crude picture of like uh, a back of a, a woman with like a big butt and a sword just jammed between the cheeks. It's awful. She's wearing armor under the dress. You know, you can see it in the, in the feet. You know, she's got her, her boots on. Like, like little, like, they're like, not full boots, they're like little crop boots. I don't know if that's a, a thing crop boots yeah, I don't know I don't wear boots especially women's boots the best part of the trailer for me personally was you get to see the lasso mm-hmm. you get to see a little bit of the, the magic bracelets yep. uh, both bulletproof and the power that comes off of them yeah. um, but the best best scene for me is when the invisible jet no fuck that uh, it's there I just didn't see it um, <laughs> when there's like the war on Themyscira yeah. and the archer as she's jumping sideways and the bullet like misses Diana and hits her. I thought that was pretty cool. And anything with archers, you know me and the, the listeners know me. I like archery. So having archers in there and I'm, I'm not thinking that's Artemis that dies, but it could cer- certainly be Artemis. What are you expecting from this movie? Uh, I expect a lot of action. Hmm. I expect this to put the DCEU. Okay. I'm glad you're finally and you're recognizing the E in that U, because you always used to call it the DCU. D- DC United, <laughs> unite the seven. But you know what I mean. Like I'm glad. I I think this is going to put it back on the map. I hope so. You know what I mean. Like they need. They're they're taking a lot of hit with some bad publicity and. Yeah, they straight out straight up said that this was a a mess two months ago. That was scary. Because this, I mean, I was really excited for this movie. Yeah. Um, I never thought I would be so amped for a Wonder Woman movie. And then I'm seeing the trailers, and, you know, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then it comes out like this is a debacle. 
Like, oh my god, not another DC movie. That's going to be awful. Yeah. And I'm sure it's probably going to get like a 32 on Rotten Tomatoes because they really don't grade well. Um, but I hope this one does a lot better. You know what I'm expecting? I'm expecting this to be DC's version of Captain America if Steve Rogers were Peggy Carter. And that's kind of how I was looking at it with all the... It really looks like that's where they're going. Like, it's the Captain America origin where she's on Themyscira, right? So it's kind of the coming of age there. Not like, not that Steve Rogers was a an Amazon. But like, she's on Themyscira, she becomes Wonder Woman there. But then she gets hit with a time burst where she's not credited. Like, she's not recognized. You know, she's not a, she's not a princess. She's a secretary. Essentially, that's what they're calling her. So that's the Agent Carter aspect of it. Yeah. So I feel like they just took from both series, like the movies and then Agent Carter series, and turned it into a movie. I liked both of them. Captain America, the first Avenger, is amazing. And I really liked Agent Carter. I was upset when it got uh, canceled. So if that's what they're going to incorporate into this movie and make it a combination of the two, I'm excited about it. I mean, it definitely looks like they, you know, took ideas from Don't ever admit that. No, no. no. But, but everybody does it. Yeah. Look, Marvel took a lot of ideas from DC, not in movies, but in comics. So I, I understand it, but to my point, like if that's what they're going to turn this into, I'm, I'm game for it because I'm, I love it. Um, why do you think it took so long for Wonder Woman to finally get a movie? Because it was viewed as a risk. Like, and that you had made mention to it in a few episodes where, you know, DC brass said, this is a risk. Like doing a Wonder Woman solo movie is a huge risk. But then you counter with, well, fuck you guys. We're going to do a movie with a talking raccoon and a tree person. So why do you think, and again, I've made mention to it, you've made mention to it, that Wonder Woman is the pinnacle of DC Comics. If you think big three, it's Wonder Woman, yeah. Superman, Batman. All three are extremely recognizable. Wonder Woman now is a feminist, uh, like, patriot. You know what I mean? She's the poster child for feminism um, as far as uh, comics are concerned. So why do you think that somebody of that nature and that caliber was viewed of risk and didn't get a movie until 2017. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, but it just maybe they didn't feel it was the right time or the right story or anything. But I'm I'm really glad we're getting it now. I mean, she's got 75 years of story. Like, when is the right time? I I, I can't explain that because I can. And you tell me if you tell me if I'm if you feel the same way. I feel like Hollywood and the comic book. Community is a huge sausage fest. You know what I mean? It's all dudes. There's not a lot of female writers. All their heroes are primarily dudes. The sidekicks are females. The lesser known character are the females. Um, and they're like, oh, you know, what's going to make more money? A Flash movie or a Wonder Woman movie? What's going to make more money? A new Batman movie or a Batman versus Superman movie or a Wonder Woman movie? I think Wonder Woman is probably going to eclipse Batman versus Superman. I would like to see that happen. I think it's going to it's definitely going to be Suicide Squad. And Suicide Squad was a successful movie. I think Wonder Woman, because it was viewed as a risk and because it's finally targeting a a group of fans and a group of geeks that really go under the radar, and that's the, the female geeks, um, it, it's going to kill it. You know what I mean? Chelsea wants to see it. I want to see it. Danielle and Alana want to see it. Yep. You know, a lot of my female clients want to see it. A lot of the people that I work with want to see it. So it's really, it's capturing everybody. Because Wonder Woman is one of those heroes that, you know, you were closeted about, you know, as, as a man. 
that you were like, oh, I, I think she's awesome, but I, can't, I could never say it. You know what I mean? And that, that might be insecurity from me speaking, but I feel like more people can agree with that. Yeah. So do you, do you agree with my statement about it being due to risk and that's why we're not getting a movie? Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a boys club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, if you and I, you and I are a little bit different because we've been lobbying for a Black Widow movie. We want, you know, all these female heroes to get recognition. We've done a, we've already done a Women of Pop Culture episode. Mm-hmm. We've done a DC Women's episode and we're going to do a Marvel Women episode. So we're, we care about it. It's just the fact that we're not the majority. Or we, we we probably are the majority. It's just the minority's not listening. You know what I mean? Because they're so tightly knit. So you got like Jeff. It takes Jeff Johns to come in and say we're going to do a Wonder Woman movie. You know what I mean? And that spun off into okay, we're going to do a Harley Quinn movie. Then we're going to do a Gotham. Uh, we're going to do a Gotham City Sirens. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, it's it's good. I, I don't know. I personally don't think think that they they should have viewed it as a risk. Let's do the cast. Patty Jenkins is directing it. Yep. First, she was slated to do Thor 2. She was going to turn Thor 2 into a Romeo and Juliet storyline. They didn't like it, so they left. And they, Alan Taylor took over, right? She is the first female director to helm a superhero role, a movie. And, I mean, to her credit, she directed... I, I, look, I went back and looked at her stuff, and it's like she's done a lot of TV. Yeah. But she did Monster, and that won a couple of awards, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one uh, best picture. I don't know about but it won best actress. Yeah, with Charlize Theron. Yeah. So you got Patty Jenkins, you got Gal Gadot. We said Fast and the Furious, Keeping Up with the Joneses. You got Chris Pine, who's playing Steve Trevor, who is the UN liaison to Wonder Woman, and she in- introduces Diana into a man's world. And you know Chris Pine from uh, movies like This Is War. Star Trek. Uh, well, I know Star Trek. I was just uh, Angie Tribeca, the television show on TBS. Or TNT, I think, very funny. Um, you got David Thewlis, who for me is Lupin for Harry Potter, and he plays Sir Patrick, who is rumored to be playing Ares as well. Then you have Robin Wright, Jenny from Forest of the uh, Forest of the Gump, Forest Gump. <laughs> and what I really love her is uh, she plays Claire, Claire in yeah. House of Cards, which comes out. Completely. I'm glad they didn't call her um, uh, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about speaking of Carrie Underwood. I was telling Chelsea about this. So Carrie Underwood married a man named Mike Fisher. If she were to drop Underwood, she would be Carrie Fisher. Huh. Never that's shit you learn today. You don't know. Um, and Robin Wright is playing uh, General Antiope, who is Wonder Woman's aunt. She didn't have a big role in it. You see her on all the footage, all the the promos. She's there. Uh, you got Connie Nielsen. She's from Gladiator, Laws and Order, SVU, and she plays. Queen Hippolyta, uh, Wonder Woman's mother, and the Queen of the Amazons, Chuck. That's a fucking title. Queen of the Amazons. I want to fuck with her. Uh, and then you have Elena Anyaye, and she's from Van Helsing. Yeah. And she plays Maru, Dr. Poison. So do you think we got a good cast? You're, you forgot someone. Who am I forget? Danny Houston. Okay. He plays General Eric Ludendorff. Okay. Um, he was Colonel William Stryker. All right, so let's go right into the villains. Um, Dr. Poison, you got uh, another 1940s character. Uh, Sensation Comics number two, and she's an expert in the use of poisons, toxins, and plague. Um, I don't know much about Dr. Poison, um, but from her look, scary. I mean, she's got some, uh, 
looks like she's experienced some of the said toxins, plagues, and poisons. Um, I wanted to call her Madam Mask, um, but that's from Agent Carter. That yeah. was the, the villain in Agent Carter. And it's kind of like, to go back, to touch base back on Agent Carter, it's kind of the same idea. You know, your villain is an expert in chemical warfare, and now you have to save it. You know what I mean? So what's your thoughts on, on Dr. Poison? Do you, do you think it's a good good jump, or do you think they should have went with a bigger name? Again, I didn't know like much. Like Firstborn? <laughs> I didn't know much about uh, Dr. Poison. Um, she had a completely different look than she does in the comics. Yeah. Uh, but I think, like you said, it looks kind of creepy with that skin. Yeah, it's really, it's really like, cool. It looks like she's got like a... Mask. It kind of looks like when, when basketball players would break their nose, they would get that weird facial mask. Yeah. It's kind of like she has like a half of it. Like Phantom of the Opera kind of deal, but it's like on her cheek and chin. Um, do you? But do you think that it, they should have went with a bigger name, like a cheetah? And as shitty as as shitty as it sounds, like I, I don't like cheetah, but do you think I they should have went with someone that's more recognizable? Well, I think, like you said, Aries. Yeah. I mean, you can't have two. I mean, you could. Yeah. You but I have, think they wanted to go with a big name and then, you know, go with a smaller unknown villain. But they haven't come like. I've said rumor uh, was that Ares was going to be in it, and you up until yesterday you didn't you hadn't heard about the rumor. So maybe I'm just in the minority of the the rumor mills. But you know they say that Ares is going to be in it, and if Ares is in it, you know I love it. He this version of Ares was created by the same guy who created Wonder Woman, yeah. um, and came out in again you know 1942. In the Woman Wonder Woman number one, like the very first Wonder Woman comic is is Ares, and you know he's the god of war, he's got all the powers, you know, godlike strength, necromancy, energy projection. Um, I loved him in Injustice, like yeah, with the he, he could just throw swords everywhere and all, all that fun stuff. Um, if he's in this, I feel like it's going to be like the Doomsday moment for in Batman vs Superman, where Lex was in the front, and that's going to be Doctor Poison, and then at like the second act is where you're going to get Ares, or leading into the, the sequel, right? That that would be that'd be fair, right? Yeah. So is that where you would go with the sequel? Have Ares be the main villain? I would love it. Um, I can see them going more... Uh, I can see them go with Cheetah. Yeah. But, like, it's tough with Wonder Woman, because, like, with with the progression of how, you know, this is my problem with the DC Entertainment Universe, is that she's already established in present day. Now you're going back in 1940s or whatever, ancient times. We're going back to World War I, essentially. And you're reestablishing her. Her time, The timeline's all messed up now. Because the sequel, is the sequel going to be... 1960s. I see more modern, like today. So they're gonna they're gonna jump seventy years. Well, they are gonna do that once they get in the Justice League. But yeah, but you're going from, you know, you're going from current day to back in the day to current day. What is their sequel gonna be? Well, current that day still that happened with Captain America. But he was frozen. Like that was the thing. Like you have your way out. Wonder Woman's not getting frozen. No. And she's not gonna go into cryo because she doesn't know. Bruce or like Bruce is still probably not even born yet, so like, how how are we gonna do that with the C? Like how how are we gonna do it? Like we're fucking writing it, um like how, in order to keep the like see that's the problem, like everything else in with Marvel is on a tight timeline, everything interlaps and it it works it fits, um this is all discombobulated, you know what I mean they're 
hell, they're doing Justice League this year, right? With Josh Whedon doing some more reshoots. But then Aquaman and Flash and Cyborg, they're in the coming years. You know what I mean? We're not going to get a Cyborg origin until 2020. And people are still saying that that might never happen. So, like, I don't know why the timeline's all fucked up as it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just weird. Like, you saw that, like, that, the events in Wonder Woman have already happened in Batman vs. Superman because Batman already knows he saw the picture. So the sequel, I would agree, would have to be current because now you, to try and get it back on the current timeline. Um, but it just, it skips a whole period of time. Like, yeah. Like, it's che- like Cheetah's an old hero, or hero, I'm sorry, an old villain. Like, do they introduce her in current times, or do they introduce her in another realm? Like, flashbacks, it's confusing. Do you think this is even going to get a sequel? I hope so. All right, so you may mention that this is going to put it back on the map, the DC Entertainment Universe. I said that as well, so we're in agreement that this could save the universe, right? Do you think it's going to flop? As history goes, I think critically, it will not do well. Okay. But I think it will make money. It'll, yeah, it'll make a ton of money, right? It's not gonna. It might win a Razzie. Yeah. I mean, Batman vs Superman won like thirty-seven Razzies. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to be successful because um, I want to live in a world where I can enjoy my DC heroes on the screen and not fear about them putting out a bad property like Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. So I'm hoping that this is different. And they went outside the box and they picked Patty Jenkins, who never worked with them before. You know what I mean? I don't think uh, Zack Snyder was working on Monster. So they have somebody with her own voice and her her own vision. Um, You know, Wonder Woman screenings have kind of generated some some buzz because they did a woman, like a women's only screening. And people are like, oh my God, why, why can't they have a men's only screening? Because it's sexist. To have a men's only screening. This is a movie geared towards women. Let yeah. them enjoy it. Jesus Christ. Like, stop bitching. Like, there's always, somebody's always mad about something. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. I'm still going to see the movie. Yeah. Whether they did two months of, uh, of women's only screening. Yeah, we weren't going to see even they had an all male yeah. screening. If, if they had it just for children. I was going to see it. Yeah, yeah I'd stunt my growth, put my shoes on my knees and walk in there. But I, I think that, I hope they save it. There's been no no talks about a sequel. I mean, look how long it takes them to do a Man of Steel sequel. Just, I mean, what, Man of Steel came out in 14? Maybe, 12 maybe? I don't know. Came out more, probably like five years ago. And we're, there's no talks about a sequel. They can't find a director. They don't know who's going to do what. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, the DC Entertainment Universe is fucked. And hopefully Wonder Woman can be the savior of the masses. Because I want to enjoy my movies, and I know you sure, certainly want to enjoy the movies. But if they're bad movies, we can still talk about them on the podcast. So it kind of extends our life of the podcast. All right, so the last thing we're going to do is we'll do the Geek Gallery, right? And I want to talk about, we did my PSA, but I want to talk about a specific episode on our network. Yep. So uh, our buddies over at the Warp by Tardis podcast, um got themselves into a pickle. And they are, uh, they need our help, Chuck. They need our help to talk about the battle between the boy who lived, Harry Potter, 
and the universe of Sith and Jedi, Star Wars, because in their latest episode, they pit the two together. One stands on one side, and the other stands on the other side. One loves Star Wars, and one loves Harry Potter. I'm going Harry Potter, and I'll tell you why I'm going Harry Potter. Star Wars is great. You know I love Star Wars. Harry Potter, the movies are fluid throughout, right? Star Wars, there's three movies I want to forget about. So those three movies are blemish on Star Wars track record for me. You're going Star Wars, right? I'm going 100% Star Wars. So take, all, take the three movies out, the bad ones, and it's just going to be the, what, the five? Right? One, uh, three, four, five. No, 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 I'm sorry. Four, five, six, Rogue One. Four, four yeah. movies, sorry. No, well, seven, I, seven, I, seven. I, wasn't... I forgot Force Awakens, I'm sorry. Seven. Um, yeah, I just, I, it's such an extent universe. Okay. There's so many characters. I mean, it's, it's a legendary movie. Like, Star Wars, like, there was no movie out there like that until Star Wars came. Yeah. And, you know, that put the whole sci-fi, fantasy, superhero-ish realm of movies on the map. You know, we've never seen anything like that before. So, this is like, Star Wars is iconic. So Harry Potter's just as yes. iconic. Yeah. Where's is there's no Star Wars land yet? There was being a, built. It being built. Harry Potter has two lands already. They have Harry Potter festivals. They have Star Wars weekends. They have Star Wars celebration. Yeah, in one city. You know what I mean? There's a Philly Harry Potter uh like uh Weekend, there's a Pittman one. That I'm just talking locally, but it's all over. Um, I think why I think more people are going to side with Harry Potter, and I'm not trying to fight you on this because I I appreciate both. I think more people are going to side with Harry Potter because it's more current. They grew up on it. Um, Star Wars is a for us. It's our parents, Harry Potter. You know what I mean? They, they grew up on that on Star Wars. Well, I, I think we weren't alive. I, I think Star the younger generation, you know, like you said, you know, it was out. I wasn't, I wasn't alive on the first one. Nope, me either. Um, I wasn't alive for like the first three. But, you know, I do agree with you that it is more current, and I think that's why it, why it's going to take the cake. No, I, I don't. I don't think it. It's it's a battle that no one's going to win. I don't think we're going to be helped. Because we're split, no. too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to help them. Sorry, guys. But we're just, you know, I, and we've done episodes of each. Yeah. And we've. Um, They're both great franchises. They are. They, and I like them both. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're Star Wars through and through. Yeah. It's I'm, not like I'm, I'm not trying to do Star Wars Star Trek with you. You know what I mean? So that's where we stand. I'm Harry Potter. You're Star Wars. I want all of our listeners to go over to. Warp my TARDIS on Geek Culture Cast Network and chime in. They they need help with picking a winner because we need help picking a winner uh, because we're not going to, you know, I could ask Chelsea, the third person in, in the house right now, um, and she would say they both suck. So well, she, if she had to pick one, what would she pick? Oh, she wouldn't pick either. She hasn't seen any of them. She refuses to watch Star Wars and she has she's seen one Harry Potter. My wife would pick Harry Potter. Yeah, you're, so would Alana. Yep, because they both hate Star Wars. Yep. 
And they, they've they seen the Harry Potter movies. They're not, like, big fans of them. I know a lot of people who would pick Harry Potter or Star Wars, but I also know a lot of people who would pick Star Wars. Um, as far as the Active Geek guys, we're polarized. Yeah. We both like them, but we can't, we can't pick. Um, so... Oh, we can pick. Well, we can't. We, we can't, can't agree. Yeah. No. Um, I I suggest all, again all our listeners go over Warp My Tars podcast, hit their comments, tweet them. Um, oh my God, just Facebook them everything. Let your voices be heard because I don't want it to be a standstill. There's there can only be one, just like Highlander. Um, so we'll we'll plug ourselves. We'll let's get out of here. Um, we are on all the social medias, and I say this every week, and no one listens. No. Um. Which is fine because they're still listening to the podcast and our numbers are growing rapidly and I'm excited about that. But I'd like to reach more people on the social medias. So, Facebook, you can find us at Active Geek. Instagram, The Active Geek. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spreaker, and um, iTunes Store, either under the Active Geek Podcast or Geek Culture Cast Network, where you can find the before-mentioned Work My Tardis. Also, Legends of the Panel podcast and Microburst podcast is back, so you can check that out. And then we are on Twitter, Chuck. This is the one that um, I probably use the most. Yeah, I tweet a lot. Not a, not a lot, but I tweet significantly enough for a guy who doesn't like social media as much as I do. Um, and we are uh, ActiveGeek underscore, and you can find us all there. And if you guys went to BurrowCon this past weekend, thank you. Um, I'd like to take credit for that, but also it looked like an amazing show. I'm sure their numbers killed it. We just um, weren't able to make it. Just couldn't make it. Shit happens. But BurrowCon is on the list for next year if there is another one, which I'm sure there will be. They had great guests. They looked like everybody had a lot of fun. So um, thank you for supporting BurrowCon either on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. Um, and we look forward to partnering with them a little bit more in the future. But without any further ado, Chuck, we are going to get out of here and we're going to have to just wait until Friday, June 2nd, for uh, Diana Prince to hopefully save the day. See you.